Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope you are doing well, staying safe, and being healthy out there. On this episode of the podcast, we will be speaking with Bay Area News Group's very own Carrie Crowley, beat writer for the San Francisco Giants, because we have a lot of news. Who would have thought that the San Francisco Giants would be in first place a week in to June? 60 game mark? Yeah, we, we would have been uh, division champions last year. <laughs> We would, we would have won the division. 60-game mark. They are in first place of the NL West. Not only the NL West, of the National League. They have the best record. I be, well, well let, let me let me double-check. Let me, let me double-check. I'm, I'm not sure exactly if they are uh, 100% the best record in the National League. I might have gotten ahead of myself. But let me go ahead and look. Just a quick look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are the best record in the National League. 38 and 22 at the 60 game mark. You know what that means for the Dodgers? They'd be in third place in the National League West, okay? They aren't division champs. They are What are we going to do with, with that World Series ring? What, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? 60 games in, we'd be the division champs. That's what I'm saying. Well, so, it's going to be a fun conversation with uh Mr. Kerry Crowley. Before we get into any of that of the 2021 Giants, all that because we are all ramped up especially after that game, Mike Talkman with that huge grand slam last night to put the Giants ahead, and then Brandon Crawford just put the nail in the coffin. When you're watching that game, you you know, for me anyway, I, I am a diehard Giants fan, as you guys know. Live and breathe orange and black. And with those home runs, I couldn't help but hear, it is out of here! I couldn't help but hear the channel in Dwayne Kuyper. Dwayne Kuyper, one of the best human beings out there, one of the best in in all of history of Major League Baseball uh, broadcasters. And the reason why I bring this up is because if you haven't been following, um, you know, the news lately with the Giants, on Monday there was a press release on Dwayne Kuyper pretty much uh, stating that he would need to take some time away from the broadcast due to medical concerns. And, you know, prayers up to the Kipe family, and he's going to get through this. And, you know, uh, one of those, one of these things, and when you listen to KMBR, as much as I do, I work there, but, uh, you know, as much as I listen to it, Tom Tolbert had this funny story yesterday that he mentioned to, uh, to Dave Fleming when they were doing the talk back before the Giants game. He, he mentioned that, you know, when Tom had his health scare, Dwayne hit him up. He, I think he sent him a text or he gave him a call. I'm not sure exactly what it was. And he said, slap some dirt on it and get back out there. <laughs> that is such a Dwayne thing to do. So what Tom uh, reiterated was that, yeah, I just, I just copied and pasted and, and sent it back to him. You know, that, that's, what, that's who Dwayne is. And I, I know that's the mentality that he's going to take into this. Um, but, yeah, thoughts, prayers, Dwayne Kuyper is is amazing, and you know me growing up in it, it, I was born in 1992. 
I'm 29 years old. Shocker. 29 years old. And, you know, when I was growing up, all I would listen to, whether it be on the radio, whether it be on TV, is Mike Kruko, Dwayne Kuyper, John Miller, and Dave Fleming. I mean, can, can I just say that we are spoiled here in the Bay Area as far as broadcasters go? I mean, Kerry Crowley said it best, and I can't wait to talk to him about it. He said it best, and, you know, I just want to harp on that a little bit. He said, and I quote, I love baseball as much as I do because I learned the sport by listening to Dwayne Kuyper. Me and Carrie are of the same age group, same age bracket. And that speaks volumes to me and I think to anyone that is listening to this podcast right now or anybody that has, that, that even if you're not listening to the podcast, anyone that has listened to a baseball game in the Bay Area or with Kipe on the call, you learn the sport by listening to Dwayne Kuyper. That's what he was. I mean, that's, that's what he is still to this day. And we're, we're just spoiled. <laughs> we're spoiled to have uh, someone like Kyle, someone like Krug, John Miller, and, and Dave Fleming. And, you know, that's kind of why my love for sports, my love for broadcasting, even stemmed from that because of the passion. I mean, the, 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 my podcast is called Passion for the Pastime. The passion that Dwayne shows in his calls, in in anything that he does, is just unprecedented. I mean, that that is it's it's so unique and it's so organic. It's not faked, right? It's not it's not a fake reaction. It's it's authentic, is what it is. And that's why my love for the game runs deep. I mean. Most of my life, I have listened to uh, to John, Dave, Dwayne, and and Mike Ruco, and that's part of the reason why you know my path has gone to radio. I'm working at KMBR, and you know I don't have many stories with Kipe. Obviously, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come out here and, and act like I know him personally or anything like that. But I I have met him, or I guess I have spoke with him on two occasions. Once was at uh, spring training signed a ball for me, and he was he was so nice. I got I got the signatures of the entire broadcast team. I have it here on my on my desk, and he was such a nice guy. But then you know, fast forward ten years from that moment, I'm working at KMBR, and it's one of my first you know maybe my second shift working uh, Giants broadcast. And he comes on there when they switch innings. You know, I think it's the fourth inning when they switch. He comes in from the TV side. And you say, hey, is Walter there? And I was like, oh, damn, he knows my name. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he just says, you know, hey, uh, welcome to the team. And that just speaks volumes. He didn't have to say that. He didn't, he didn't have to even acknowledge me when he came over. But he did. And that just goes to show the person, the man of Kipe. And he's special. He's a special one. So prayers, again, up to the Kipe family. He's going to get through this. Uh, we're all going to get through this. It's going to be, um, 
It's going to be a long summer, and he's going to be there for the ride. So I can't wait to have Kipe back on the call as soon as he does, but get healthy. And we're going to talk with Kerry Crowley coming up next because we have a lot to talk about. But I want to get some stories from from uh, from Kerry. I want to see what he has to say, what he has to mention um, about the great Dwayne Kuyper, if he's had any interactions. I'm sure he has working the beat uh, for the San Francisco Giants. So we're going to talk with Kerry Crowley, talking Kipe, talking baseball, San Francisco Giants 2021. It is a magical season. We're going to see what's going on with Kerry Crowley coming up next. Bay Area News Group beat writer for the San Francisco Giants, Kerry Crowley. Coming up next, you are listening to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Passion for the Pastime. Walter here, and I am joined uh, once again on the podcast by Bay Area News Group, very own beat writer for the San Francisco Giants, Mr. Kerry Crowley. And Kerry, before we get started, uh, is it weird to not be talking to me at 4 a.m.? <laughs> you know what? It, it really is. I've become accustomed to walking in to the KMBR studios and see you just grinding through the night, Walter. I've been impressed. I don't know. Uh, if, if all the listeners know about the overnight shifts that you've been doing, but 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. and uh, you have nothing but my respect, sir. It is remarkable that you still have energy when I walk in that studio. So uh, I'm impressed. Hey, courtesy to that uh, to that new coffee maker, though. You see that thing? Of it, it looks like from another uh, another generation. <laughs> oh, coffee maker from out of space. I have already <laughs> put that thing through the ringer. I've tried five different types of coffee on it, and. Uh, let me say, best addition to KMBR in a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. By, by the time you come in at 4 in the morning, I'm like three cups in, and I'm like, hey, Kerry, hey, Kerry, how you doing, Kerry? <laughs> and, hey, I'll say this. Three cups is nothing compared to what I would be if I if I was working that shift. <laughs> I'd be at 9 or 10 by then. So oh, three man. is limiting yourself. That is awesome. All right, Kerry, well, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. We uh, we were pretty much like the replacements last week, right? You were filling in for Copes. I was filling in for over, Overnight Dave. Like, is that is that our uh, tagline? now yes i think so and it's funny because uh as the san francisco giants have proven during this 2021 season walter the replacements can get the job done and uh i'd like to think that, that we made the station proud for our work last week so uh, much like the giants had that next man up mentality so did we yeah there we go i like that carrie i like that well thank you for coming on man i really appreciate it uh before we get talking about any of the 2021 giants because man by the way fantastic game last night it was amazing uh before we get into that i just want to talk about um the, our, our beloved broadcaster Dwayne kuyper right the this the statement was released on monday uh regarding his health that he's going to be stepping away from the game a little bit um to you know it would require him to uh to help out with his health um when that broke on monday you know, take me through the initial thought process with you, um, you know, being a beat writer, being a fan of the game for so long, being in the Bay Area. Uh, take me, how how did that go for you in the morning? I mean, regardless of how I thought about it in any professional capacity and, and how I thought I might want to approach writing about it, just as a human being and as someone who has always looked up to Dwayne Kuyper kind of as a hero and now as a friend in my life, uh, it hit me hard. I mean, this is a guy who's an icon in Bay Area sports. In a landscape full of legends, Dwayne Kuyper has his own spot. I mean, this guy is the soundtrack to our summers. He is the reason so many of us have fallen in love with baseball the way we do. And so 
I think that just right from the start, nothing but love and support to the Kuiper family and anything that Dwayne's going through. I know that he knows that he's a part of so many families around the world because of all the time he spent broadcasting baseball and bringing the Giants to life for, for all of us. And so I just, you know, it, it hit me hard, but I know that uh, Kipe has the support of everyone around him. He's got the support of an incredible medical team, and uh, we, we're all pulling for him, and we can't wait uh, for him to get past this and, and for him to uh, continue to, to be the light in our lives that he always has been. It's crazy, too, because, uh, you know, Carrie, I, I put out there on uh, I'm, I'm in groups on Facebook and I put out there that, uh, you know, what what did what did Kite mean to you? What does my, what does Kite mean to you, you know, as a Giants fan, as a baseball fan in general in the Bay Area? And it was the, the same sentiment. I mean, I kind of already knew because, you know, Kite. Is, is that to me like you, what you said um, on your on your tweet? You said you love baseball as much as you do because you learned the sport by listening to Dwayne Kuyper. Like he is family, right? And uh, mm-hmm. baseball kind of has that attachment to it. Is that you know you go through one sixty two, you're listening to these guys every single day, whether it be on KMBR, whether it be um, on TV with uh, with Kruko. and it just it, it's a different type of bond. So yeah, I mean, uh, Kuyper always has. A uh, special place in everyone's heart in the Bay Area and in the baseball world. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be um, you know a, a tough a tough go of it right now. But w- he has the support of everybody, and we're all supporting one another. And uh, you know, prayers for the the Kipe family. It's it's uh, you know we're all, we're all in it together, right? But um, Carrie, you know, you mentioned that Kipe is a uh, a colleague, a friend, you know, a mentor to you. You grew up um, learning the game from him. Tell me about a, a funny story that you have uh, with with Dwayne Kuyper. I'm sure that you have something. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> my very first season on the beat, 2018, uh, when I was down at Angel Stadium covering the Giants and the Angels. I, I was new. I was green. I wasn't really sure, you know, what life was like on the road and and you know how to conduct myself professionally and you know, if I really belonged here. And early in a game, uh, Dwayne Kuyper and Mike Kruko had the TV cameras point to me in the press box. And they said, welcome to the beat, Carrie Homeroom Crowley. And they gave me the nickname Homeroom (laughs) because apparently at the time I looked like I was plucked right out of a homeroom class in high school to come cover the Giants. And unfortunately, my hairline has receded. I've started to go a little gray and I no longer look as young as I once did. But Uh, Both Dwayne and Mike still call me homeroom, and to this day, so many Giants fans still call me homeroom because of that one random broadcast in (laughs) April of 2018. Uh, That's just the way it's always been because that's, you know, when when Dwayne and Mike say something, every Giants fan takes them at their word. And so uh, it, you know, it had me cracking up the rest of the day. I didn't think that it would stick, but uh, I underestimated Dwayne and Mike, and that's something that you should never do in this profession. That's something that Dwayne and Mike always have is that they they uh they get nicknames to stick on anybody. I mean, whether it be yep. the panda, whether it be the baby giraffe, whether it be homeroom, that's just what they do. I'm, I'm actually surprised that there wasn't merch at the ballpark or uh, t-shirts being made. <laughs> homeroom Crowley. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, you may have gotten a t-shirt uh, and maybe my parents would have bought them. But I think aside <laughs> from that, uh, it wouldn't have been as popular as those panda hats and the giraffe hats. Oh, man, I love it. I love it, Kerry. We're talking with Kerry Crowley, beat writer for the San Francisco Giants uh, for Bay Area News Group. Now, last night, I mean, you know, the home run call, we all know it's famous but with Dwayne Kuyper. It is out of here, right? And I, and I, that was a bad attempt on my part. But you, you know how, how Kuyper does it. 
it was ringing in everyone's ears last night, right? When Mike Talkman hit that grand slam. What, 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 that was amazing last night. Yeah, and totally unpredictable, too. I mean, Mike Talkman was super his previous 25. No one thought that he was looking comfortable at the plate. He was hitting out of the nine slot in the Giants' order, but that's kind of the way things have gone for this 2021 Giants team. It feels like anytime someone goes down, and look, Alex Dickerson went down in the first inning last night with an injury that'll send him to the injured list, and Mike Talkman's the guy who steps up. It just feels like this team has so much magic, so much momentum, and the next man up mentality, as cliche as it is, it's been really fitting for the Giants. And so while it absolutely shocked me and stunned me that Mike Talkman was the man who delivered, you kind of got the feeling that someone was going to deliver. The Giants had too many men on base all night. They were going to get through it, and Talkman happened to be the guy with his second just huge moment through the first 60 games of this season. Yeah, you look at at Talkman, and uh, you know you, you don't look at the average, but you you remember those moments um, you know, with that catch in LA and now with this grand slam, I mean, is this guy just, he just, he lives for the moment. Like <laughs> he just keeps coming up in these big, huge moments, uh, in 2021 that I, I would say are the biggest moments so far this season. Yeah. I think what stands out to me about Mike Talkman is that he has got just his gamer mentality and he's not phased by struggles. He, he never seems to be phased by his struggles. He goes out there. He doesn't carry his offense to his defense. He's uh, oftentimes not able to bring the great defense in uh, for offense, but at the same time, he's the same guy every day. And I think that just that balanced mentality, something that the Giants have always looked for in the players that Farhan and Scott have acquired. And even dating back to Brian Sabian and Bobby Evans, I mean, that's something that has kind of been a staple of this organization. So, uh, Gabe Kaplan and the coaching staff have continued to reiterate their confidence in Mike Talkman. He's out there on a daily basis, in large part due to the fact that he's healthy and the Giants just need bodies on a daily basis. But I do think that so much of his resilience comes down to his mentality that he's not going to uh, allow what happened the previous day or earlier in the game affect how he approaches an at-bat or a defensive play. And you talk about the health of this team. I mean, cue up the the and another one bites the dust by Queen, right? I mean, I, I did that yeah. uh, this week on the on the leadoff spot with you, but it it continues, man. You you mentioned Alex Dickerson, but even prior to that, we had Evan Longoria go down, which was a huge blow. How uh how did the Giants, you know, bounce back from an injury of Evan Longoria and now Dickerson, who it's the the outfield depth is just you know, dwindling at this point, and Evan Longoria, a huge part of that lineup. Yeah, I mean, in my eyes, they don't bounce back from Evan Longoria. He's not someone you're going to replace. You just kind of have to weather the storm for a month without him because, look, he was probably going to be in the All-Star game at third base for the National League. First All-Star appearance in 11 seasons for Longoria if he doesn't get hurt. What he has done has just been absolutely sensational. And so uh, I don't think that you just plug a Wilmer Flores or a Jason Boffer over there and you expect him to continue but with Alex Dickerson the Giants haven't seen Dickerson at his best this season and they have seen certain guys like Lamont Wade Jr. and Steven Duggar at their best and so I think that there's hope that they can get through this 10-day period without him that there's hope that you know Mike Yastrzemski will come back from the injured list and the Giants will be a little closer to full strength and they can weather the storm so that when Dickerson is ready to go he's at full strength he's healthy and he could look like the Alex Dickerson the Giants saw when they acquired him in June of 2019 and he just carried the offense for a month. And what what is the time frame on uh, Yastrzemski, by, by the way? 
It feels like within the next five or six days, you know, I, I don't know exactly when he's eligible to return from the injured list, but the Giants seem very confident that if it's not the 10-day mark, it's probably going to be the 11 or 12-day mark. And with that thumb, it's just a matter of making sure it's healthy, making sure it can, uh, you know, sustain a bunch of swings over the course of the game. And once he reaches that point, uh, Mikey Shremsky will be back in the Giants lineup. And, and how about uh, Farhan Zaidi with, with all these moves? I mean, we're talking about all these guys. None of them were on the team a couple of years ago. I mean, Mike yeah. Dostremski, uh, Alex Dickerson even, uh, Va- Jason Vossler, Lamont Waite. The, the list goes on. Kevin Gossman. I mean, are, are people people need to back off a little bit, right, of Farhan now? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's well established that Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris can identify talent, that they have identified a coaching staff that can – relay messages and philosophies to major league players. Uh, And you've seen, to me, it's not even the player acquisition element of what Farhan has done that's so impressive. It is the fact that you've got a ton of players, whether it be Evan Longoria, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, who kind of looked like they were done in 2019 and just kind of playing out the string of their major league careers. All of these guys are suddenly bought in. They're all suddenly incredible incredibly valuable contributors and to me the change in mindset the change in philosophy has been so important for all of these guys so you can look at it in a variety of ways but the combination of the player acquisition and the development of already outstanding major league talent to become even better players later on in their careers uh it's just been remarkable to watch we are talking with Kerry Crowley of Bay Area News Group, beat writer for the San Francisco Giants. And you, you mentioned, uh, you know, career resurgence of, uh, of some of the veterans that have been here. You mentioned um, uh, Buster Posey, who is looking fantastic. Uh, but the main story last night was Mr. Brandon Crawford, the, the homegrown shortstop that grew up in the Bay Area rooting for the San Francisco Giants. And he made history uh, last night, becoming the um, the, the most, most games played at shortstop, right, in, in franchise history. And he did it in a big way. He, he had some, uh, some defensive gems. He had two home runs. I mean, God, just sign him now, right? <laughs> I mean, what, what's most impressive about Brandon Crawford's season to me is that there's three players across the major leagues, age 34 or older, who have appeared at the shortstop position. Two of them are Eric Sogard, who never plays shortstop at all for the Chicago Cubs, and Jordy Mercer, who's Trey Turner's backup for the Washington Nationals. You just don't see 34-year-old shortstops. It's a young man's position, and Brandon Crawford is an all-star. He's the best shortstop on the best team in baseball. He's the best player on the best team in baseball right now. And I don't care that it's June 9th. I don't care what could happen the rest of the season. The fact that you could say this 60 games in, it is nothing short of outstanding. It's another incredible chapter in Crawford's career, adding to his already out amazing legacy. Look, he's the greatest shortstop in franchise history. He's played the most games at the position of anyone in franchise history. And now he's having the best season of his professional career. Giants fans, various sports fans should be delighted with what they've seen from Crawford this year. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't need no Carlos Correa. We don't need uh, Lindor. We don't, we don't need any of those guys. We got our own guy. We got Brandon Crawford. Who needs them? And, and he's looking like a bargain at his uh, <laughs> six-year, $75 million extension signed back in November 2015. And who, who, who would have ever thought that at the end of this contract? Yeah, yeah, no. It's, uh, it's amazing to see what Crawford's doing. And just, just a great guy uh, for, you know, for, for – uh, the Giants to look look at at the shortstop position for the franchise record. Um, you know, all these years with Brandon Crawford, Kerry, what, what is your favorite 
Brandon Crawford moment? Like, what, what's that one that always sticks in your head? When you think of Brandon Crawford, you're like, yep, that, that's, that's what I think about. I don't know that it's a moment as much as, and this is going to go so under the radar because this is just not something that people really remember with Brandon Crawford. But my first season on the beat, like I said, Walter, was 2018. I went to every single road game that year, covered over 140 games. And in the month of May, Brandon Crawford hit about 450, and his OPS was over 1,000. And I just remember thinking, there is no hitter in baseball who's seen the ball as well as Brandon Crawford right now. What he has done for a six-week period, I remember talking to myself at the time, it, it, it's just unparalleled. No one's going to have a better six-week stint all season long than what Brandon Crawford had that season. Look, he finished the year on a really sour note. He was hurt. He just wasn't playing well. And it, it made people forget that he was the National League starting shortstop in the All-Star game in 2018. And he came out of nowhere to do it. Now, I just will always remember the fact that Brandon Crawford can be as good as anyone in the sport of baseball when he's locked in. And so what we're seeing right now is not all that much of a surprise to me. A uh, little sidebar here, Kerry. We're talking about Brandon Crawford, his brother-in-law. Did you happen to see uh, the comments that he made <laughs> yesterday? Garrett Cole? I did. I did. And you know what? Uh, sticky substance, fighter tack, whatever you want to talk about with Garrett Cole. But at the end of the day, uh, it's a Major League Baseball issue. It's widespread. Garrett Cole is, uh, is not someone who should be singled out here. Right. Uh, if you're going to single anyone out, to me, it starts with Rob Manfred. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a baseball problem. And, and the, way, the way that they're handling it, Kerry, is just it's so, it's so bad. Like, the way that they're handling yeah. it right now. Um, you would think that after – I mean, a scandal is always associated with baseball, whatever decade it is. And it's like you, you would think that they've learned their lesson by now. Uh, but hey, it, it is what it is. But Garrett Cole, his his answer though was just hilarious. Um, in in his in his response, like he was, <laughs> his face. You have to see it. If you haven't seen yeah. it, anybody that hasn't seen that that video, you just have to see it. It's funny. But yes, no, he shouldn't be singled out. Same same as Bauer, right? I mean, Bauer shouldn't mm-hmm. be singled out either. N- none of these guys should be singled out. It is like you said, a baseball issue. Um, but all right, let, let's get into some more Giants talk. I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, Sam Long, he gets the, I, I guess the call up, but he's not starting. That's is that a little strange to you, or or what? What do you uh, what do you have you know in mind that that Kapler and the coaching staff has in plan for uh, Sam Sam Long? Well, Sammy Long is a guy who has been held to kind of a 60-pitch limit during outings this season. And so it's worked in his favor that he's been so productive on the mound, striking out a ton of guys, being very efficient because he's been allowed to go three to four innings at a time. But at the major league level, it might be hard to get to four innings and 60 pitches uh, for Sammy Long the first time out. And so what I think the Giants are trying to do by using an opener in front of him and Zach Littell is just find a cleaner pocket of the order for him to come in and face. Do you want to you know, bring this guy in who's really got very limited experience at the upper level for minor leagues, making his major league debut and having facing you know, Nick Solak, Adelise Garcia, and Joey Gallo right out of the gates? Or do you want to get him comfortable against the seven, eight, nine hitters in the Rangers order and then get him going? Uh, and so I think that if you're looking for a pocket of the game to get him into, uh, it, it just makes a whole lot of sense to use an opener in front of him. Look, last time he pitched, he came out of the bullpen as a reliever behind Tyler B for AAA Sacramento. Four innings one hit, and uh, just electric stuff, six strikeouts. So so I kind of like the idea. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see uh, what he could do. I hope he gets into the game today. Um, I believe that is the plan, right, Kerry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
they they need him to pitch after using five relievers behind yeah. Alex Wood. They yeah. need innings from Sam Long. Yeah, um, so it's a it's a great story. I mean, he was out of the game of baseball, right? And he went to he went to uh, to EMT school, and then he started throwing a bullpen or something like that. What what what's the yeah, details exactly. behind that? I mean, that that's kind of it. I mean, the, the guy was released by the Tampa Bay Rays in 2018, went to EMT school in Sacramento, hooked on with the Chicago White Sox after throwing a few bullpens and pitched an A-ball there in 2019, but was a free agent out of the sport in 2020, just kept working on his game, kept trying to improve in the lab, and he came out to Giant Spring Training and just blew everyone away with how much improvement he'd made. So this is someone who, I mean, it's a testament to his hard work that he's on the major league mound and, and is on a major league roster. I think that, you know, a lot of people in the game of baseball can learn a lot from Sammy Long's perseverance. Yeah. And he sounds just like a Farhan guy. I mean, let me just say yeah. he sounds exactly yeah. what Farhan looks like. So uh, excited to see what he can bring to the major league club. Also, Brent, uh, um, Joey Bart. I mean, he's been tearing it up in uh, in Sacramento. I'm waiting for that call to happen. I don't know when it's going to because uh, Buster Posey's still tearing it up. So, I mean, what's, yeah. what's going to happen there? Who knows when uh, Joey Bart gets called up. But, yeah, he's uh, he's doing pretty good. I need to get out to Sacramento. I need, that's what I need to do. I'm out here in Antioch, and I'm, I'm like, in between San Francisco and, and Sacramento, about an hour away. I need to get out there, watch a game, go watch some Joey Bart uh, for cheap <laughs> before I go to a Giants game because uh, it might be a while before he's in San Francisco. Carrie, before I let you go, uh, we got to talk some trade talk, man. Uh, wh- what are what are the Giants expecting to do at the deadline? Are you expecting them to be, you know, very aggressive buyers? And if so, what are they looking at? Or what do you think that they should be looking at? Well, I don't think that they've got like a hard and fast strategy in their minds just yet. But let's say things keep going the way they're going right now. I do think that this is a giant team that could add and not sell at the trade deadline. I think that they could be aggressive in their pursuit of starting pitching, potentially bullpen help, and maybe even another outfielder, maybe a right-handed hitting outfielder. I know that the Seattle Mariners may not want to park with Mitch Hanniger, but they've got a lot of young outfielders in that, uh, in that farm system who could be really good. Mitch Hanniger is a Bay Area guy. I think that uh, if you're looking at a premium addition, he's the one who might make the most sense. But uh, again, who knows if the Giants are going to be looking at premium additions. They may look to uh, have subtle additions where you're adding a fifth starter or you're adding a middle reliever or you're adding a backup infielder, something like that, to where uh, you're just adding to the overall depth of the club and making sure that you can withstand some of the anticipated losses uh, in a season where injuries have continued to ravage them. So it's going to be fascinating, Walter. I'm really excited uh, for the next month to unfold because I think that we're going to gain a lot of clarity about this trade deadline, but uh, it, it will be something to watch. The Giants, everyone came into the season looking at this rotation, thinking sell, 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 and now they're looking at buy, buy, buy because the Giants have been that good. I like the bye 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 reference right there. Exactly, uh, you, you snuck in some uh, some in sync. I, I like it, Carrie. Of course, uh, <laughs> of course, had to do it. Had to do it. Um, yeah, you know, you mentioned the starting pitching, and I was like, hmm, okay, that that uh that that sounds interesting. And then, I mean, you look at are they looking at maybe a Jordan Lyles? Are they maybe a, a Kyle Gibson? Is that is that who they're looking at? I mean, they're they're getting a good look at them this uh, road trip, back to back games. Are those possible options? Uh, you know, I think that Lyles will be on the trade market. I think that, you know, Michael Pineda up in uh, Minnesota is a, a name who intrigues me. It's so early to say, but yeah. if the Rangers were going to part with someone, Lyles certainly seems like that kind of a guy, so I can't argue with that. Uh, but we'll see over the next month because they, they'll want to get Logan Webb back. Tyler Beatty may be ready. Aaron Sanchez could come off the IL. So 
we will see how this rotation looks a month from now. That's that's the best part about baseball. It's so unpredictable. Uh, and look, if you said a month ago that the Giants would still be in first place, I think that uh, I would have said, oh, no way, the schedule is about to get tougher. But here they are, still in first place. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting ride all summer long. That's all we want, right? We want exciting baseball in the summer. That's what we're going to get with the San Francisco Giants. Thank you, Kerry, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was a fun talk, and uh, I'll see you next time at 4 4 a.m., man, whenever that is. Looking forward to that, Walter. Thank you so much, sir. And again, that was Kerry Crowley for Bay Area News Group, beat writer for the San Francisco Giants. Go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter to get all of your up-to-date news on the San Francisco Giants. That is at K.O. Crowley, K.O. underscore Crowley, that is, on Twitter. Go ahead and give him a follow. A great follow, very informative, as you heard there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I appreciate Kerry taking time out of his busy day. We got some Giants baseball coming up here um, in in a little bit. So by the time that you listen to this, uh, the game's probably already over. (laughs) It's probably already over on a Wednesday. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Stay tuned because we will be having Joe Rizzo play-by-play of the San Jose Giants talking a little bit on the farm coming up in the next episode. So stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe. Put your notifications on. You're not going to want to miss any of these conversations coming up. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. I appreciate you. And we will talk to you next time.